Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit burningdogradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Paul the Apostle is seeking in chapter 2 of the book of Romans to clarify what grace is and what grace is not, what holiness is, how we achieve it, and how we do not. And picking it up in chapter 2, verse 21 of Romans, we read the following. You therefore who teach another, don't you teach yourself? You who preach that a man shouldn't steal, do you steal? You who say a man shouldn't commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who glory in the law, do you dishonor God by disobeying the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. Now, Paul the Apostle here bluntly seeks some answers from his Jewish world. These questions, these questions could again be just as righteously asked of the average Christian world today. While Paul addresses himself particularly to the Jewish leaders, we need to honestly ask ourselves, what about us? I mean, the bottom line is, do we practice what we preach? Because in truth, they and we so often fail to do so. Now, please don't misunderstand me. This is not about our shortcomings or our failure to meet the mark of a perfect, righteous, and holy lifestyle. Paul is speaking rather of knowing God's will and purposely refusing to obey it. Furthermore, do we really think that the unbelieving world is somehow unaware or ignorant of our failure in this matter? Because quite honestly, the world ridicules the faith and blasphemes the name of Jesus because of this issue. Verse 25 says, For circumcision indeed profits, if you are a doer of the law, but if you are a transgressor of the law, the circumcision has become uncircumcision. If therefore the uncircumcised keep the ordinances of the law, won't his uncircumcision be accounted as circumcision? Now again, staying on this subject of the law and the Old Testament idealism of what made a righteous individual, that issue of circumcision was bound to come up. You see, circumcision in that day was the practice of cutting away of the flesh, quote unquote. And it was cutting away of the flesh physically as well as spiritually. For us, we would maybe relate this to the act of baptism. Now, both circumcision and baptism are outward signs of what is ultimately to be an inward work. Circumcision meant something dear to the Jew, but only if it followed real belief and real obedience. Now, please note that Paul does not say that circumcision justifies an individual. Baptism for us also only means something if we are born again and walking in the Spirit. Just as a wedding only means something if we are deeply in love and committed to that one for life. Paul clarified his position by drawing a rather vivid picture. And that is, if a man were to actually follow the righteous requirements of the law, wouldn't he be, in effect, truly circumcised? 
whether he was physically circumcised or not. And further, if an individual today were to accept Christ as Savior and Lord and walked in holiness, wouldn't he too be witnessing his baptism, quote-unquote, even without the act of water dunking? Circumcision was to be a sign of what had occurred in the inward man. Baptism is to be a sign of what has occurred in the inward man. And the absence of these signs would not negate the reality of the spiritual work. I mean, if I were to lose my wedding ring, I wouldn't cease to be married, right? Finishing up our chapter, we read 27. Won't those who are physically uncircumcised but fulfill the law judge you, who with the letter and the circumcision are a transgressor of the law? For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. He is a Jew who is one inwardly. Circumcision or righteous circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. Therefore, just because a man was circumcised, gang, that did not make him a real Jew. That's what Paul is saying. Paul and God was and is indeed interested, rather, in the inward cutting away of the flesh. An inward baptism, if you will. A change inside that individual. Now, this chapter has drawn all believers today into the position of spiritual Jews. There's no dancing out of this chapter or escaping it or washing your hands of it. We cannot ignore, we cannot write off these verses and say, well, they're just for the traditional Jew alone. No, for us, true baptism is something that occurs in the heart of man. It is the act of the spirit, not of the flesh. The fleshly act is simply a reflection of what has already gone in, gone on in the heart. Now that's to say is in no way meant to prohibit or even discourage baptism for today's believer. It is a wonderful experience for everybody involved but it is simply aimed to clarify what baptism is and what baptism is not. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit believerstogether.com.